Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, your journey, our passion. And by Dow Automotive Systems, improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. Welcome to AutoLine Daily. Boy, do we have a fun show for you today, so let's get to it. Lincoln pulled the embargo off the details on the new MKC this morning. Here's what we know. It's based on the Ford Escape platform, but has a lot of important changes. They widened the track and lowered the H-points for the passengers to get a lower center of gravity. The suspension and brake components are very different from the Escape. Ford even had to make changes to its Louisville assembly plant where it makes the Escape because otherwise the MKC would not go down the line. It gets the first application of Ford's twin-scroll turbo 2.3-liter EcoBoost engine, which is only available with all-wheel drive. It also gets the 2-liter EcoBoost found in the Escape, but power is bumped up from 240 horsepower to 275. Versions with the bigger engine also get computer-controlled damping and active noise cancellation. Other available features include an embedded modem for internet access and what they call Park Out Assist, so you can retrieve your MKC from tight parking situations where you can't squeeze through the door. The MKC should be on sale in the U.S. market early next summer. Boy, Mexico is turning into a massive automotive manufacturing center. Nissan just opened its third plant there yesterday to build the Sentra, which pushes its total capacity in Mexico to 850,000 units. But Bloomberg reports Nissan will build 1 million cars in Mexico within the next three years, which would make it as big as Japan as an export hub for Nissan. As we've reported before, Mexico has free trade agreements with 41 countries, which makes it an ideal place to export from. Some analysts say Mexico will surpass Germany in vehicle production before the decade is over. Even though compressed natural gas is more environmentally friendly and cheaper than gasoline or diesel, it's not as practical to use it to power vehicles because the tanks need to be larger to have the same range as conventional fuels. So Chrysler is developing new technology that mimics human lungs to increase CNG tank capacity. Our lungs have individual sacs called avioli, which combine to expand our lung capacity, which is the same approach Chrysler is using. This will allow CNG tanks to conform to the shape of the vehicle instead of using those large cylindrical tanks that fill up the trunk. Say, if you're in the market for a new car and think that that wild shade of green or orange is right for you, you might want to think twice. That's because vehicles with non-standard colors have lower used car market values than ones with more popular colors. For example, the trade-in value of a Chevy Cruze with emerald green paint, depending on the market, will fetch $500 to $1,000 less than a more desirable color, like black or white. That's a significant amount of money and sure would make me think twice about what color I pick. Okay, time for another barn find. We snapped this pic while cruising the streets of Las Vegas at the SEMA show because we had no idea what the logo was on the rear deck lid. We can tell you it is a sedan, it's been heavily customized, and that deck lid is made out of carbon fiber. But we can't tell you much more about the car, so from here, it's up to you. 
Can you tell us whose logo that is and what the car is? Leave your guesses in the comments section or send us an email. Send it to viewermail at autoline.tv or tweet us at twitter.com slash autoline. And if you've got any photos that would make a good barn find, send them our way. Hey, coming up next, it's time for You Said It. Dow Automotive Systems, driving solutions in automotive, commercial transportation, and aftermarket with innovative products like Betamate structural adhesives. Lighter, stronger, safer. DowBetamate.com. We got a number of you correcting me when I said that the Cash for Clunkers program required that the engines in the clunkers be destroyed by pouring the equivalent of Drano into the radiator. That prompted C-Tech to say, just to straighten out a few things, the chemical used in C4C, mandated by the government, was not the equivalent of Drano. It was a silicate, which was a common ingredient in commercial floor wax. Oil was drained and replaced with it, then the engine was run until it seized, no lube, about 10 to 15 minutes, and when the engine cooled off, the oil passages were mostly block solid with the cooled chemical. Thanks, C-Tech. You know, I keep telling everyone that the Autoline Daily audience is very, very knowledgeable. Jim Balecki saw our report that Dodge is going to bring back the shaker hood on the Challenger, but Jim says, didn't the Mustang have a shaker hood in 1969? Yes, it did, Jim. In fact, shaker hoods were not uncommon on muscle cars of that era. But do any of you remember the air grabber hood that was on the Plymouth Superbird? When you floored it, the hood would pop up out of the hood with angry eyes and teeth that was sort of reminiscent of the P-40 Tomahawk that the Flying Tigers flew in China during the Second World War. That air grabber hood was awesome to see in action. M360 says, in my experience, not only is Cadillac considered irrelevant, but many people that are not from the baby boom generation find Chevrolet to be irrelevant also. Younger people identify with the Korean and Japanese brands and don't even consider GM products. Well, M360, a couple of years back, before the GM bankruptcy, I would have agreed with you. But GM's cars right now are miles ahead of where they were just five years ago. And here's some facts. Cadillac sales are up 26% this year, the Japanese are up 9%, Chevrolet is up 6%, and the Koreans are down 1%. The times, they are a-changing. Bob says, I can't see what the hype is about dual-fueled cars. I remember propane-slash-gasoline dual-powered motorhomes back in the 90s. They could even be switched over in flight. A lot of folks had dual-powered vehicles on farms because they could buy propane cheap without having to pay road tax on the propane. Bob, the hype is that this technology is not just being applied to motorhomes or tractors anymore. Now, mainstream sedans and pickup trucks are starting to get it. That's why we're hearing the hype. Siege Tower heard us report that GM's North American boss, Mark Royce, would like a station wagon in the lineup. Royce wants a wagon? Just import the Holden Commodore Sports Wagon as your premium option and the Korean cruise wagon as the smaller base model. Well, Siege, Royce specifically said that the wagon would be for Chevrolet and that it would not be rear drive, so no Holden. He also wants a wagon that's bigger than the cruise, and he seemed to be suggesting that they would retool an existing sedan to meet the needs of the American market. Maybe off the Malibu or the Impala? We're gonna have to nose around and see what we can find. And finally, Jubaka wants to know, 
How about a mid-engine Cadillac supercar? Well, go take a look at last week's Autoline After Hours with Corvette Chief Engineer Tad Juchter. He gives really good reasons why they decided not to go with a mid-engine Corvette, and I think the same reasons apply to Cadillac. Hey, speaking of that new Corvette, we got some great swag to give away. It includes a poster of the 2014 Corvette Stingray, a duffel bag with the new Corvette symbol on the front, and an extra-large t-shirt with the new Corvette symbol on the front, and a notebook with, yeah, you guessed it, the new Corvette symbol on the front. So if you are a giant vet fan or just think this stuff is cool, you can win it. All you have to do is subscribe to our daily email, and if you already subscribe, no worries, you're already entered. Next week, we'll pick a name at random. Anyway, that wraps up today's report. Thanks for watching. We'll see you tomorrow.